Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Urban Homestead in UK podcast, episode 31. 31, man. 31, and the last episode of the Urban Homestead in UK podcast. <gasps> dun, dun, oh, no. dun. Bad, isn't it? It's bad. Everyone's going to be well upset, but, mate. But don't, don't worry, because we are going to be coming back again. I know we've been away for a little while, and uh, having a bit of a rest, and setting up some new things, which we'll be talking about going forward. But um, we are planning to come back with a new rebranded season two in a few weeks' time of... Uh, a new podcast, not the Urban Homestead in UK. It podcast. won't sound a lot different, will it? It will sound almost exactly the same. Uh, however, it, we did feel that obviously with the changes that we spoke about with Mike's uh, situation over the last um, few episodes, that we couldn't continue to pretend that we were an urban homesteading podcast at all. Um, I think you're right, mate. Yeah, because although you know, although I live in a largely an urban environment, you certainly never have done, and and what you're going to be doing going forward is not anything that people that live in the middle of the sea probably are going to be able to do, are they? No. And, you know, the thing that held all that together was that my garden was really small, as yep. was yours. Yep. And that hasn't changed. No. That no. hasn't changed. And nor has the fact that we, we still want to do things about taking care of your home. Yeah. As well as the production of food and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it will remain about l- self-sufficiency, won't it? It remain it about will. those homesteading skills and those principles that underpin all of those yeah, things. Yeah, about producing... Yeah. Not consuming, yeah. that's really important, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. we just felt that the term urban didn't apply to you, it didn't apply to me. Not, no, not, not in the way that many people... <laughs> but it doesn't consider. mean that it doesn't apply to some listeners. That, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, and that the things we talk about can't be done by people that live in very urban environments as well as very rural environments. In a flat, mate. In a flat, mate. In a flat. We, we did episodes on that this time last year, didn't we? So, um, so we are going to be rebranding the podcast when we come <clears> back for what will be episode one, season two, episode one. Oh, mate, it's getting like fortnight. Okay. Yeah. Season this, down <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, the yeah. other. Season two, episode one. Uh, we'll be coming back with the new name. And we, we, we thought long and hard about this, I have to say. I wanted to go Tom and Barbara. Yeah, you wanted to talk about the good life, Yeah, I, wanted, I was Yeah, I was going to be Tom, you can be Barbara. And let's be fair, Carl's nicked the best title, hasn't he? Well, self-sufficiency. Self-sufficiency. Yeah, self-sufficiency, is isn't it? Yeah, which yeah. is obviously a, a nod to John Seymour yeah, and what yeah. he did. And that yeah. does encompass what it is we want to do. But I, I felt when we started out that self-sufficiency was a term that kind of might put some people off because of this notion that you're trying to be self-sufficient as in everything that you everything, produce. Yeah. Which, um, which you might be. Which you might be. And some people on here are, and to an extent we both are. Yeah. Um, but also that it, it might therefore put people that are not in a position where they've got an outdoor space no, no. off from doing it. Whereas for me, a connotation of homesteading comes with all the kinds of skills of preserving yeah. um, and storing craft. and craft and things that you can yeah. do in any environment. And you can pick and choose yeah. which bits are most applicable or doable in your situation. Yeah. And Absolutely. Stuff. So and it's about then which ones, which ones float your boat, which ones can you do? How can you adapt those things to do in the space that you have got? Uh, and so that's, I think, probably why we went with homesteading back in the in the in the day originally. Uh, we're going to keep homesteading title, aren't we? So we certainly are, yeah. and we and we also fought long and hard about whether we kept the UK bit, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because I do think that, that again, the skills that we that we talk about and the the, the uh, ambition that we might have is probably shared by many people across the world. Um, yeah, some, <clears throat> some out of necessity. Yeah, um, and obviously others because they're trying to be more. You know, eco-minded or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but I felt that that's a really important part of it because, you know, when you and I were first talking about this, and you know, with the possible exception of the self-sufficient hub, mm. there wasn't anything that was UK-based, which meant that even though the content might be good, 
yeah. a lot of it was largely irrelevant to the growing conditions here, yeah. the size of land and the access, yeah. accessibility to land, yeah. um, and certainly the temperatures and the weather systems that yeah. are, are prevalent in, yeah. in America, let's just say. Yeah. You know, it, it was a bit irrelevant. You know, we, we could get on board with the general ethos and, and, and some of those principles which underline people who want to produce, not consume across yeah. the planet, but a lot of the information that was being given out was just culturally based in the United States. Yeah. You know, yeah. which which is... Understandably, because that's where a lot of this stuff was probably in, in most recent times. The term homesteading is definitely an American yeah. term, yeah. isn't it? And, yeah. and it has been used more over here. And, you yeah. know, we just sat here trying to think about what if someone who wasn't aware of the good life and they said, what, you know, what is it that you're doing? You know, we would probably use some of the, the more... UK-based terms, which are around at the moment about reducing our carbon emissions and, yeah, yeah. and, and living a more wholesome life with yeah. regards to, you know, kind of reducing our, you know, single use of plastics yeah. and things like that. But also up upskilling some of those things, you know, those old rural skills and yeah. and growing and and all of those things. But homesteading does seem to fit that the best. You know, I think so. I yeah. think for what we're trying to do, yeah, you know, we're trying to. You know, use our homesteads such as they are yeah. to, to live as, as self sufficient yeah. and as, as a lighter carbon footprint touch on the planet as we can. Yeah, very much so. And as we reasonably can anyway, and, and as as many of the people, certainly people listening to this are probably also thinking they, they would like to do. So so in terms of how the podcast sounds, uh that ain't gonna change much. No. Fact, me and you talking drivel. Us us talking nonsense. So if you've enjoyed listening to us talking nonsense, <laughs> you'll enjoy enjoy the new podcast, I hope. And listen, um, mate, I always set the scene, so I'm going to let you set the scene. All right, I will do in a second. I think we haven't actually yet said what we're going to call ourselves. You can unveil so, it. <laughs> I'll probably get it wrong. <laughs> you mean think I, I won't then, yeah? So we're going to be coming back with the with the new Homesteading UK podcast. Ooh, that's a big there? change, isn't it? That's what we did there. Yeah. <laughs> Homesteading UK podcast going forward from, from episode, well, episode one of season two, as it will be when we return. Um and obviously we'll be continuing to do what we've always done. But yeah. what we'll be able to do with the new podcast is to really run the, the full gamut of, uh, you know, right from down in sort of your, your family-sized homes, uh, quite small family-sized homes, uh, with gardens to the allotment, and then obviously yeah. to the bigger space that you're going to be working with, with the farm and the polytunnel. How lucky is that, yeah. So yeah. between us, we've got a good range of different areas and spaces covered and hopefully yeah. that will mean that we yeah. can bring different sort of viewpoints to it to and, we're, and we're not going to talk a lot about the farm we're going to save that for episode one really aren't yeah, we going absolutely. forward but what what i would like to just say is that even though i'm going to work on a farm yeah. and setting up a self-sufficiency farm yeah. which then might lead to other venue i still come home to my little house and I still have only still got a six by eight shed, yeah, yeah, yeah. which yeah. I have to use to store all the yeah. stuff that I need to fix up. Yeah. I've still got gardening to do. I've still got vegetables growing here. Yeah, yeah. I've still got chickens here. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not all. I haven't suddenly become, you know, old McDonald's. I haven't got to start bowing down to you and, you know, like <laughs> begging for mercy or anything, no? Mate, you came over to the farm today <laughs> and I was just literally looking at polytunnel poles and fittings. I'd like. like I arrived and Martin was trying to put that polytunnel up and all I could do was feel sorry for you because you're going to be gardening in the sun by the looks of it mate it was terrible uh, you're going to get that sorted in time for the growing season I don't know but you know we're going to grow rice mate <laughs> going to just grow wild Sussex rice oh, it's the dear. new thing mate I could flog that couldn't I you could, yeah, you, yeah. wild hand picked yeah. Sussex wild rice rolled on the thighs of middle aged men with yeah, bald spots and beards I reckon people will pay for that mate brilliant 
Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. No, obviously we've got that beautiful opportunity, which we'll talk about later, but, the you know, the pressures and the things that I do at home are still as the same as they ever were. Yeah. You know, I've got access to more space. I've got access to more opportunities. Yeah. But, but the things that I face... Be the same it, as everybody else. Yes, but in a sense, my you know, there's been a there's been a salary change for me, yep. and there's been a time yep. frame change for me, yep. and so some of the pressures that I will be under, even yep. we won't be similar in that. No, no. You won't have those. No. You know, I won't have the time to have a week off and do projects no. at home. No. You know, it's different. So, yeah. in a way, I'm probably more akin with some people online yeah, because they've yeah. got. They, they, the you know, as an before, yeah. as an academic. Yeah. Yeah. You have longer holidays. Yeah. Where I'm not saying that you don't work, because obviously you do. You've got things to do, but that's a resource that I'm going to have to plan for yeah. now. Yeah. You know, the, t- the, the likelihood is that I probably won't want to come home and do some of the things that I might have done in the day. Yeah. yeah. But hopefully I'll be able to do other things. Yeah. I've learned some skills already that I certainly didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you have. I bet you have. In 10 days or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, I've been going there. So, shall I set the scene then? I'm going to set the scene. Set the scene, mate. mate We're not is... alone either, are we? Look, we are not alone. For Mind you, with that boy and he's gone straight to sleep. Oh, mate. <laughs> Look at him. Gone. So we're actually in Mike's, what do you call this? Your living room? Uh, well, you could call it a library, mate. Man cave you library. You could, you could, you could have dressed Den. it up a bit there. No, it's, it's got all the cultural accoutrements going on here. Oh, you call okay. it my, my living room. <laughs> Well, everyone has a name for the room, right? No, it's, you could have called this my reading parlor. Okay. You could have called it the. I'm going to go with the cultural. It's definitely like the study. We're sitting in Mike's study. <laughs> We're sitting in my front room, mate. You're sitting in his front room. So in Mike's front room, <clears> we've <throat> got obviously lots of books, as he's alluded to there. We've got his musical instruments on the wall. We've got the dog laying down on his mat, fast asleep. The lurcher is there, and he is like he's crashed. He's proper zedded now, mate. He's had his ten minutes run for the day. He's had a ten minute run, and, he, and he's had three tomorrow. days of venison. But we'll oh, talk okay. about that in a yeah, minute. Yeah, and uh, we're sat by the fire, and the fire is lit and it's warm. And Mike's in his rocking chair. Oh, yeah, mate, this he's is there. You hear it creaking from time to time. Yeah, get a little bit of creak on. Yeah. I've just put my crochet just down. His, I was going to say that. Just put his crochet. I mean, he's not even joking about that. He's just. I'll talk about that in a minute, mate. A new craft. That's skill. a good one. Uh, and it is just lovely, actually. It's really nice. The fire's warm, and it's just it's cold outside today. It's very cold, isn't it? Yeah, it's been really, really warm. And it's just lovely. So here we are, and another new venue for us to be recording from, mate. I have to say, it's yeah. We've done my, we've done the caravan and the shed. Yeah. We're working our way in, aren't we? Well, we should have done the farm really today, but we were in a bit of a hurry, weren't we? So. It's cold as well, bro. It's really cold, yeah. It's going to get a wood burner at the farm, so let's wait till that's in there. All right, we can sit around there. All right, we'll do that. That sounds like a plan. And so we're just gonna. What we're going to do today, really, is is to spend a bit of time talking about an episode we did back in. Oh my goodness me, January January of last year, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah. I think it's titled Prepper Day. I forget what number it is, but it's probably around about episode twelve, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, and we said that what we would do is to set some aims, some objectives, some goals for 2021. Yeah. Uh, and the aim of today's final Urban Homestead in UK podcast is to revisit that and draw a line under, draw a really? line under it to, to talk about how we did with the resolutions, not resolutions, with the objectives we mm. set ourselves uh, and to set some new ones mm. for 2022. And I think that, you know, that is something which a lot of people do around this time of year. It's yeah. natural, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's natural to sit around and look at what you've done and yeah. what went well, what didn't go well, and what you might want to do next year. And and not everyone operates the same. I understand that, yeah. but I I know that if I don't set a lot of, or think about a lot of targets, I could do. 
I probably won't do off. You know, I, it, I think it's really helped me to do some things that yeah, I might have left otherwise. Because you were a bit anti-resolution. I'm not because of the connotation of resolution is something that most people that set resolutions three weeks ago on yeah. New Year's Day have already done. failed at. Oh, right. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They've already failed. We're three weeks into January. Yeah. They've already failed those resolutions, and that's the connotation for me. Whereas yeah. I, what I want to do is set some some objectives for the year that yeah. by the end of this year I'd like to have done yeah, yeah. or I'd like to be in this position yeah. not necessarily that I'm going to not eat burgers all year because that is just never going to happen right absolutely asking not asking me right. to give up chocolate mate not going to happen right why would you no exactly but for, for December will I have done this list of things I'm looking at yeah. absolutely that's the plan okay. well, and I might not manage all of them but that's what I'm going to aim to try and do we all might right. run around like a nutter in December trying to do them all the ones that we haven't done <laughs> But do you know what's interesting is the <clears> one <throat> that I set myself last year that would have required me to do it reliably through the year mm. is the one that I failed at most epically. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's the thing I think for me it's like when you've got that persistent thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe. I'm going to decide to do something and it's done, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so the first thing that really to do in the first half of the podcast is to go back over those uh, those targets we set ourselves, objectives, if you like, um, and just to talk about them. So you talked at length on the on the podcast last time about your protein question. Yeah, that for me, when I was looking back at all the things I was able to grow during that first lockdown, it was noticeable that there were some gaps in my production. Mm. And, and we'll come back to one of them in particular was water. We'll talk mm. a bit about that. But the one that I found probably most tricky to to, to build up was the, is protein. Yeah. And previously, I had done that through growing Borlotta, yeah. which I didn't grow this year. And um, supplementing that, you know, realistically, the only the only meat I could supplement that with with any kind of level of regularity would be rabbit. Yep. And eggs. So I've got them, you know, and and even at the moment, just keeping three lane hybrids. It's only January. And I've already got more eggs, I get three a day. At the moment. And that will probably continue like that because of them being labeled hybrids. Probably till August, I'd say, maybe even September. Uh, I don't really have a reliable way of storing eggs other than freezing them, but I haven't got that freezer space yet. Um, we do have quail here as well now, so I'm going to be absolutely inundated with eggs pretty soon. Um, I'm not adverse to eating quail, but my daughter's upstairs, she better hear me. Um, <laughs> but that's not something we do at the moment. No. But it wouldn't be too difficult to see how, even on my small homestead, I could upscale that yeah. quite quickly yeah. if I needed to be producing some meat birds for a bit of production. Not that I will. Um, and so for me, that was about exploring opportunities or ways to to, to, to gain protein. Yeah. And realistically, that has that's not something that's totally in my control, mm. but I have been able to source some, some venison, not just this last couple of weeks, but... Mm throughout the year just through some contacts and I'm not going out shooting it or anything like that I've just got contacts with a gamekeeper and someone mm. who works to clear roadkill yeah. off you know he's a he's a licensed uh, dispatcher for um, the police so yeah. if there's one involved in an accident he can come out and deal with That's however it is to making it it is but yeah. that and that has come through the farm yeah but like all things it comes from talking to people and yeah. finding out and the other thing that I had done is I had been beating um, and had then had as part of my payment for that pheasants. Mm. And so, you know, that 
I could live on that, but I need to have some storage capacity. And at the moment, I've got you know one freezer where yeah. I can do that. And I think you probably need one freezer just for protein. We talked about canning it, didn't we? But I'm not even sure you've got space for loads and loads of jars. I of haven't got again. the space for it. Freezing is definitely my best option, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and it's probably the best for the meat as well, if I'm being honest with you. So, and I could have a, I've got space to put a chest freezer in my house. It just wouldn't look very nice. Um, and so I know that freezing for me will be the option. And whether I keep that freezer at my home or at my workplace, um, I will f get a freezer and I will fill it as I have been doing over the last couple of days um, with venison, which I absolutely love. Yeah. And um, there will need to be an element of pheasant kind of replacing chicken at the moment because yep. you know we we are going to grow meat at the farm but at the moment this is what i've got and what i kind of was tapping into last year and um, both of those animals are very lean yeah and so what i don't have is that bacony sausagey input mm. unless i can get a wild boar dealer <laughs> <laughs> um that's i can't get that yeah i can't get that bit and so that that would be, but then that focuses what your planning might go into. Mm. You know, so then looking at livestock, I probably don't need to keep a lot of chicken. Maybe keeping some pigs, though, might be probably yeah. my first place to go now because yeah. that's the gap that I need right, to fulfill. Sort out your, your need for some fatty meat to sort out the rest of To supplement yeah. the venison. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you can eat venison yeah. without it. You can eat uh, pheasants without it, yeah. but it's a lot nicer if you do eat it with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel that, I feel now that, that is going to shift that that yeah. that focus because going forward, I know that I don't feel that the protein's an issue. I've got another area now that I want to explore, right. but I'll talk about that in a minute. So you feel like you've solved the protein question to a degree? I feel, I feel that I have or that I could, yeah. yeah. And that is reliant on these contacts, don't get yeah. me wrong, yeah. um, but I can't see that changing yeah. anytime soon. Yeah. And I'm also in a position now where I can learn to shoot and yeah. hunt and where I am, I've yeah. got the capacity, even if it's not at the farm, at the coppice, there's plenty yeah, of deer to shoot. Yeah, there are, yeah, there's yeah. millions of them there. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, <clears throat> I'm exploring some options about firearms licensing or yeah. doing a DSC up one course, you know, in right. the game keeping stalking. So. Yeah. so that could be something that's on the cards then, which would then really give me some good access yeah. to, to good protein. Amazing. It's a lovely thing. Yeah. I know it's... An, I know, I know it's um, quite polarising yeah. about meat at the moment yeah. um, and I certainly don't claim to know all the facts no. I certainly don't claim to be able to say what's good and right for everyone I just no. know for me I'd rather be eating meat that I shot or acquired myself yeah. rather than be reliant on something in a plastic cellophane that yeah. doesn't even look like meat and yeah. and I was chatting to someone about this you know I, I, we had, I had some lucky enough to get two young um, but and doe fallow deer in the week but I really enjoyed the process of processing them yeah you know skinning them and butchering them and dealing with them I really enjoyed that and I know that not everyone is ready for that level of yeah <laughs> of commitment or, or 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 depth but it's the reality for those of us that eat meat that that happens yeah it just happens on our behalf in yeah. a place where we can't yeah. see it in a way that we don't know about yeah what you're saying is you'd rather be in control of that that journey I'm not afraid story. of that part of it and yeah and you're happy to you rather take mm. that on for yourself than yeah. to be reliant on other people I'm glad know. I did rabbits before I went on to a deer though right, yeah. because of the stages yeah. but then I'm glad I probably did pheasants before I did rabbits yeah, yeah. but there's no, not a lot of difference really yeah. so for me if you know 
if I could just get that bacon bit right, yeah. or the pork bit right, yeah. I would be happy eating rabbit, pheasant, yeah. venison, and then pork. That would probably be all right for me. Yeah. Right. So that was that one. Well, I said I was going to get back on the fermenting wagon. I don't, I, I, I've written them down. I'm not sure necessarily in the order we spoke about them before, but uh, what I wanted to do was to make sure that I was regularly doing the fermenting, so regularly doing the yoghurt, and the kombucha. Kombucha, that was it. Yeah, I couldn't think the, of the word. And I had the I had the ginger bug at the time as well. And and two of the three have become staples in what mm. we do in our house. So sourdough. The sourdough, yeah. And in fact, so three of the four in that case have become staples in our yeah. house. So every couple of weeks I'll make some yogurt when we run yeah. out. Yeah. Um I pretty much make sourdough bread every week now. Yeah. Uh and the kombucha I kind of make it when we start to run low, but they've become things that if you came into our house any time of last year You could have it. You could have had it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So I'm I'm really pleased with that one. It's been a been a positive outcome, and in fact, I know that my wife particularly has enjoyed the health benefits of the kombucha. Mm. She's really felt some health benefits from drinking that. There you go, mate. Semi semi regularly, but yeah. she's really really appreciated it. Um, so we both then next one we both said the allotment. Um, yeah, this not... is probably a tale of two halves in this one. <laughs> in a yeah, sense, yeah, it was really weird, wasn't it? Because I could not have been happy to have had an allotment. Yeah, and. That's been a bit bittersweet, and people are probably yeah. like, what do you mean? You, you yeah. regret not having your allotment? Yeah, yeah. But I do. Yeah. I do regret not having my yeah. allotment because I'd, I'd started a little thing there, yeah. and I'd put a lot of time into it, and I really and I saw and I started to see it producing, but then because I knew that I was going to be going on to do something else, I didn't really need to, uh, to put the time and the effort into it, and, I, and obviously I wasn't really going to keep it. No. Um, I have kept it, though. Have you? I have, yeah. Yeah, I have kept it, and I've got a friend who's running it now. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it's still in your name, then, is it? It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that was in case this new thing didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've got, at least I still have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the reasons I kept it is because the lease became up for renewal in September. Yeah. And it was around that time that I was actually oh, handing my notice in for my job. Yeah. And I wasn't quite sure how it was going to be and yeah, all those things. Yeah. And like a lot of allotments... It's a very minimal amount of money for the year. Yeah, yeah. My my worry though was that I would say yes to keeping it and then not do anything on it. Yeah. And so I had a friend who lives literally across the road. She said she was willing to do it. Yeah. And she would really like the chance to do it. I actually still had some crops on it as well. Yeah, you did. I, and I still have. Yeah. So I've still got leeks on it. Yeah. Which I'm still using. Oh, really? Well, yeah, because yeah. they go right, you know, yeah, don't they? Yeah. And it was like, well, I could have got them all up, but I, I could have healed them in here, but I, yeah. I didn't really want to. No. And so um, I was happy that someone was going to use it yeah. and tick it over. And what was the worst that was going to happen is that uh, they give me the money and then I, yeah. and then they just use it yeah. in my name, which yeah. is not a problem. They actually live closer to it yeah. in the same parish than I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More um, to use it in yeah, well, I, yeah, but, yeah, well, no, they definitely are. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah, no, yeah. could be, yeah. and you know, if they lose it, fair, you know, that's how it is. But I hope yeah. they don't because they're really keen, yeah, and they're doing a lot of good stuff down there, yeah. and they're able to utilize the space. And there's enough plots there which aren't being worked at the moment, yeah. so I don't feel too bad about okay. it. Yeah. Um, and the lady herself's on the waiting list anyway. Right, okay. She'd probably just jump in the gun yeah, a bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, if something had happened with my new venture and it hadn't have come off, I would still have, have, have had it. Yep. It took me long enough to get that blooming allotment, didn't, didn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. But there was no way I could commit to going down there at the weekend and I don't need to. No. I don't need to. No. 
it, it was just a shame because it was a really positive thing. The only sense in keeping it is that in case the circumstance you're in now were ever to change. Yeah. Because then you'd need it. And, and that's one of the reasons why I would never want to give mine up. No. Because I know the weight of this is enormous. No. That is true. But I think, and I know that it's easy to look at it from where I am now. I think that if I had no reason, the reason I got that one there is because it was close to where I went to work. Yeah. It's too far. Yeah. It's too yeah. far to go. It's the same thing I always talk about, isn't it? The yeah. fact I've got to go out to the allotment yeah. makes it a lot harder to do. And if it yeah. Yours is a lot closer than mine. Yeah. yeah. So mine's about 15, 20 minutes yeah, away. It's 20 minutes in the car. It's around the corner. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that if I didn't have the, my current place of work, yeah. I probably still wouldn't maintain that. I'd look for something so much closer to yeah. home. There isn't anything. Yeah. There, is, there isn't any allotments closer. Right. But I would try and find a piece of land. Yeah. I'd try and find a neighbour with a massive garden. Yeah. Or I would try and renegotiate this backfield that I've been yeah. looking at for years and years and years. Yeah. Or someone who keeps horses around the corner. Yeah. That would probably be my first port yeah, call now. There, There's someone around the corner who keeps horses. Yeah. And I would just say, look, I'm really, could I rent this for 50 quid a year even? Yeah. It would be worth it because I'm burning more than that going down yeah. the allotment. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And so for five quid a month yeah. or whatever it is yeah. to have an allotment. Yeah. And next to a stable thank you very much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be old shit well my allotment's done what I wanted it to do this year really it's done more than that though isn't it because you have put some graft into that some allotment serious this year graft's gone into beds yeah. netting yeah. poles you yeah. name I've it I've put a lot of hours of allotment it's like Kew Gardens there isn't it out? Oh, no it's not no, no. Wisley it's like RHS Wisley <laughs> no it's really not like that but, but I did say at the start of the year that I wanted to go from what I had at the time which was a couple of raised beds yeah. And a lot of bare earth and a lot of, you know, problems with pests and everything mm. else to 25s, smaller raised beds, mm. um, netted in and I wanted the compost being sorted and I wanted the shed sorted out a little bit. And I we, both, to... we both around this time spoke about the fertility of our soil as yeah. well. As well. Yeah. And I know you've, you've had to spend out, didn't you? To... I had to spend out a little bit. Yeah, not loads, but a little bit. We've got some, some um, well-rotted manuring, mainly. Um, and a few bags of compost and things have gone on there but I've also uh, I did buy a big bag of I forget what it was now multi-purpose I think or something like that back at the time that went a little it didn't go very far you got some muck though didn't you yeah I've had some muck I've had a few bits on there and I've also made a lot more and I've made a real concerted effort to make some good compost this year which I've used and I've spread it's going on my list yeah yeah. and I've had to what I've had to do is is obviously to get the raised beds sorted out so I can start growing in them um, and what I wanted to be was that about half of them had something growing in them, and yeah. that's where I'm at. Yeah. So I've got my four permanent fruit beds still. Yeah. And then I've got about another nine or so beds that I've got, like overwintering veg in them. Mm. And then the rest of it is is empty, but it's been covered in a thick mulch. It's been left. Uh, and I'm cropping from it now. I'm cropping, yeah, you know, Brussels sprouts. I've got a bit of purple sprout broccoli, a bit of raminesco still coming through. Oh no, gel now. See, it's all the stuff I didn't. Be, I, yeah. There was no way I was going to put all that in. Yeah, I've got some lovely savoy cabbages coming out. Garlic's coming up nicely. It's long way off being ready, but it's power of the net, mate. Power of the net. Yeah, the net has made all the difference. It really has. Still a few problems with slugs and things. He will have that. White flies, is an but, absolute but, menace. But, but who hasn't had a problem with slugs? Because how mild has it been this oh, winter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been. Bon- I know we've had a cold snap now for about a week, but. I mean, it was hottest, hottest January on record or something stupid, wasn't it? Was it hottest January? Hottest December? It's the hottest day of January. No, oh. we had a day in January, oh, yeah, yeah. but it was it was like hottest it was January like sixteen degrees or something, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been crazy. But so the allotment, I'm going to tick that off as a big half achieved that one. Um, 
So then the next one I've got on my list here is that you talked about the woods. Yeah. And trying to develop a small wood business, yeah. basically. Well, it's gone a bit over the top now, and it? it's um, going to develop <laughs> into quite a large wood business. Yeah. But what is really nice is that through all of the developments that I've had, the little area of coppice has been sort of still just left to my little yeah. my little dream and my little yeah. and me and Rob who work that uh, the guy who owns it has just said you can just keep using that doing whatever you want down there mm. and I think that that will remain what it is which mm. is a green woodwork in coppice yeah. and we will try and maintain that with as with as least power tools as possible yeah. the only power tool we use there is a chainsaw yeah. but we could theoretically now because we've got rid of the big oversood stuff we could just crop it with billworks yeah. And the occasional bow saw. Yeah. And I like that about that bit of woodland. Yeah. There's going to be lots of opportunities going forward to do some milling and wood processing yeah. and big timber production and slabs and all of that. Yeah. But it's really nice to have a space where it's a bit more traditional and a bit more heritagey, yeah. And it's a bit slower paced, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there are some skills that I learn there which I won't get a chance to learn unless I'm hand working. And so the throwing and making sort of gate hurdles and fence posts and fence palisades and yeah. even carving spoons and all that, yeah. that's all going to stay where that is down yeah. there. And that, and I really like that little bit. So just about 1.25 acres of sweet chestnut coppice yeah. and we're coppicing it. Yeah, That's a lovely thing yeah. to be able to do. So You talked specifically about gate hurdles. Yeah. So you said you wanted to make a gate I hurdle. I still haven't so. made a gate hurdle. No? No. Mate. But have I done some throwing? Um and I think probably would have made a gate hurdle. The trouble was, so we got some orders in to make some actual fencing. Yeah. So we got some paid work out of it. Yeah. So yeah. it just fell a bit to the wayside. Yeah. But I know that certainly the next time I go to the woods, I'm going to make a gate hurdle. Yeah. So that's, that's all right. That's all right. It's, it's where we're at. Um, and I do think that going forward, there is a there's an option for gate hurdles to be quite a good product to make. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we were intending on it being quite slow and, and you know, you know, for our own use, really, if yeah. I'm being honest. But it'll be interesting to see if that might develop anywhere. So yeah. I'll be happy to see what happens with that. Yeah. But I don't need it to now. I don't need yeah. it to go anywhere. Yeah. I don't need it to be a log business. No. I need it maybe to be somewhere where friends can come and cut some logs for their wood burner. Oh, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I I like it that I can take my family to that bit of woods yeah. and sit around a campfire, yeah. and it be quiet and calm yeah. and safe. I like it that I can go camping there. All of those things, so that's what that's become that space, which is a, which is great, and yeah. I share it with my friend, yeah. and that's not going to change that yeah. bit, you know. Yeah. I really like that. That's really good to hear. So my next one then was cheese, and I talked about making some goat's cheese. Yeah, how'd that go? Been a resounding success, I would I'll say. Tell you what, I liked it. Well, you you enjoyed it, and I had, I had an order for Christmas, so I've yeah. sold some. So you're actually a professional, semi-professional cheese monger. Is that the word? Cheeser. Oh, it's cheese monger, isn't it? Monger, is it monger? It's a monger. You are a right monger. Yeah. <laughs> like a fishmonger, yeah, yeah. you're a cheesemonger. Oh, that's, that's what it is. Is, it, is that not just a seller of cheese? Oh, really? I might, I might be a monger, might be a, a, like a trader in cheese. Oh, yeah, might probably is, yeah. yeah. So, what's so a, not a fisherman. A cheesier. A cheeseman. <laughs> a fromager. <laughs> probably is fromager, something like that, isn't it? I wonder what it is. Someone yeah. who makes cheese. We'll find out. We'll what are they called? Yeah. A cheeseman. I'm going, I'm going cheesy. You're a cheeser. I'm a cheeser. Cheeser. <laughs> You're cheesy, mate. <laughs> but no, the, the soft goat's cheese, um, both with and without the white rind, uh, and both with the 
the sort of shorter hanging time and the longer hanging time have been really good. They were excellent. The one excellent. that I produced for Christmas, I was made up with. And oh, I excellent did. on your sourdough crackers. Oh, mate, isn't it? They were excellent. We had a big jar of them here and they were lush. And I made the, the, the goat's cheese, chocolate cheesecake for yeah. Christmas Day that I said I was going to. Made all the cheese. All good? Oh, mate. It was so good, I made myself sick. Well, you ate millions. <laughs> you ate loads yeah, of it. I ate loads of it. Got really ill. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out goat's milk's got lactose in it too, right? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So oh, I didn't no. end well, but it was so good. So tasty. Definitely worth doing. I'll definitely do it again. I just might not eat quite so much of it. Maybe make a smaller one. Um, so that's been a resounding success. So um, then the next one we got in here, was, which was a joint one, really, I think, which was about just doing a bit more fishing. Oh, dear. Wasn't that it? happened, didn't it? And it did happen. When you say a bit more, you mean well, some. As in, as in you haven't done, done any it for a couple of years, have we? No, so, no not at all. So to get down, we even done a podcast on the beach, mate. We even did a podcast. It's on great, the beach and I caught some mackerel. Not very many mackerel, I grant you. I couldn't have lived on it, but uh, couldn't have become a fishmonger. I didn't become a fishmonger. <laughs> a fishy air, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I did have a good go at fishing, and we went down there together a couple of times, didn't we? It was really what, nice. And I, I think this is, I think this is where you've got to look at the way you know you've got to take this viewpoint, mate. Is that you practice some skills? Yeah. If you had to up your game and go every night, yeah. you could. Oh, God, you could yeah. Now. Got the gear. And I went several times Some on my idea. own. <laughs> yeah. I went several times on my own, so I could do it on my own now yeah. if I needed to. Yeah. In fact, I was much more successful when I went on my own the first time after I went mm. with you and, and yeah, John. Yeah, well, we were, we were drinking coffee, weren't we, on the beach. Mind you, I heard your dog was more successful than anything. My dog's most successful. just bowled in and picked one up, didn't it? <laughs> he did. Just ran in the sea and went bosh. Didn't yeah, even have it. dropped it at my wife's feet as well. There you go, mate. Like, I'm going to train him up, I think. I don't want to have to go fishing, and I'll just be like, dog, fetch like fish. Mackerel dog, mackerel fish. Well, you hear, hear these hunt, uh, fishing cats, don't you? Yeah, and, and the dogs for the or truffles. The, or the pelicans that they tie their gullet and then throw yeah. them in over there. That's what? it, yeah. You could have a, you could have a dog mackerel dog. Yeah, <laughs> be good with it. I'll tell you what, mate. <laughs> a mackerel dog's the way forward, obviously. <laughs> well, it's a damn sight easier than fishing, mate. I can you don't even you. get your hands wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing is the punctures you might have in the fish. But, yeah. You know. You just got to teach them to pick them up by the head. Oh, okay. Well, you just use that for a yeah. way. Oh, right. Well, I think that that's something, and we could be going now. It's not yep. a bad time to be going. No. I tell you what, it'd be lovely now as well. Still, oh, it'd be so lovely cold, still, wouldn't it? It would be taters down there, yeah. but you have to just bring plenty of libation. Yeah. Uh, and have a fire. Right. Maybe we could do that in the, over the next. Well, week. let's do that in the next few weeks. That'd be really nice. If we, if this, if this high pressure stays, like we've got yeah. quite a. If you don't know, we normally do a weather forecast. It's yeah. been really bright, really sunny, and really yeah. still and really dry yeah. for the last week. And yeah. it's supposed to stay like this probably for another week. So yeah. might be the next, the next, no, not the next podcast because that'd be the first one. But it would be nice to go down and do some recording at night. Yeah, fishing. This is whiting time now. See, yeah. right. uh, if there are any, but it'd be good. But what would be really nice would be to be using our mackerel as our bait. So oh, we're eating it, mate. Sorry. So we're going. No expense. Yeah. All right. Which would be nice. I've got one. Well, well, yeah, but it'd be frozen now, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it won't be by the time we get to the okay. beach. You oh. can just use frozen mackerel as bait. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I go mackerel in, yeah. is so that I get some bait for the year, which funds my fishing for the yeah. year, because bait's getting expensive, mm-hmm. but also because it's nice to eat. Yeah. yeah. So um, we could go and have a, yeah. have, a, have a go. We thoroughly enjoyed the few mackerel I had in the freezer. Yeah, lovely. Right. I could just I do wish it I could eat them. Yeah. For you, mate. I'll tell you what, if I could eat fish, it'd be I'd live on it. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll go on to the one that you were going to do. 
Because you were talking last time about going signal, getting signal crayfish. Yeah, that never happened. That's well, that needs like, to happen then, because that's the yeah. that's the solution to that yeah. problem, isn't it? Oh, it'd be amazing. That I just never even got round to it. That. Never even got round to locating anywhere or finding anywhere locally that would do it. So, so is that just a matter of waiting to have the right conversation with the right person to find the information you need? It is. There it? are uh, there are some local waterways here where there have been signal crayfish identified that they're in the water. Yeah. But I think I need a bit more than that. I think I have a need to find a fishery. Yeah. You know, like you know, local lakes or river systems or gravel pits where yeah. there is a problem that I yeah. could go and help with. Yeah. Or I need to find someone who's got some local knowledge about some local waterways. If I do that, I have to apply for a license to right. take them out. You're supposed right. to have a license to take them out. Even to take signal crayfish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To trap them anyway. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to, or you did have to. The yeah. legislation may have changed. Okay. Um, and I know that there were laws around. You're definitely not allowed to put them back if you take them. Yeah. yeah. And all of that stuff. Yeah. But um, I'd rather work in conjunction with someone or a landowner. Yeah. Saying all this, there is a whacking great lake at the farm. Huge. Yeah. So there might be signal crayfish in there for yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So I doubt it, but I'll have a yeah. look. Have a look into that. All right. So then my mind you, if got... anybody in Sussex near where I live. In the Rotherham area, knows of a place where there's signal <laughs> yeah. crayfish. Contact it. Yeah, yeah, let me know. Let you know. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Defo. Okay. River Rover, crayfish. Let us know. Thank you very much. Near the Heathfield area. So moving on, then I my I have bees as my one, and that's been that's not been very successful, I have to say, this year. What, and what? I was I was hamstrung before I started really this year. Yeah. Um, in that we had such a a, a long spring, or a long. I don't know how best to describe it. We had cold, a cold April, didn't we? And we had some we problems did, with... but a lot of our bees were in areas where COVID was still around, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. our ability to have a constant contact with our hives yeah. was curtailed. And it limited. was. I mean, I'm not sure that we would have done necessarily any more than we did, if I'm honest. But but the reality was that we, we started the year three down, didn't we? Mm. And I've lost a couple more through the course of the summer, which is really unusual. Yeah. Um, and all I can really put it down to is that the, the weather has been really unpredictable. It went from being cold to being yeah. really hot to being damp and wet for long periods. Yeah. And cold I, cer- again. I certainly haven't had my head in the hive a lot this year. No, no, I, know that. I haven't managed either, them as well. No. And I certainly haven't been there to notice problems that I could have fixed yeah. or made splits or what yeah. have you. Yeah. Uh, it took a couple of swarms though this year, though. Yeah. Um, and had some swarms. We've made some splits, some successful splits and some unsuccessful ones. Um, so helped been, a couple of beekeepers get a leg up as well. Beekeepers get going. So I think we're going to end up about where we started this time last year, mm. going into this winter. Mm. Um, and and you know that it was not what we wanted. We were, we were right. aiming for eighteen hives yeah. basically. But perhaps more than anything next year, I will have the time yeah. now to look at bees yeah. more considerably. You know, more yeah. considerably, and yeah. even though the farm where where I'm going to be working want a couple of their own hives, yeah. they're more than happy for me to put another five yeah. in those areas yeah. for crop pollination and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, in a bit of a you scratch my back, I scratch yours sort of scenario. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I think that certainly I will be upskilling as a beekeeper next year. Yeah. Because why would you not? You know, as yeah. part of have an opportunity to yeah. to develop more knowledge yeah okay well we'll come back to that in a minute because that's on my list for this year as well 
Um, so then you talk about vinegar. That's your last one I've got. Yeah, and I, didn't, I didn't make any cider no. vinegar either. Okay. No, definitely not. Did I ever give you a mother? I don't even remember doing that. Uh, I gave someone give, a mother. You've given me a mother. That sounds well wrong, doesn't it? Mother of vinegar. I'm not talking about your mum. Not this time. Your mother. <laughs> um, you, you gave me one a couple of years back. Right. But I certainly didn't get going on it. Okay. But um, I think it's certainly something that I would like to do. Yeah. But I'm happy to wait until... I'll press my own apples, make my yeah. own side yeah. vinegar, because that's what I want to make. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you got the scratter and the press here? Oh, I do. Perfect. Magic make sure you knew it was. Magically okay. here. Yeah. Um, okay. And then my last one is I put down about recording what I did. And this is the one that I failed miserably at. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just. What your, what your yield? I, it's the it's the yield I'm really interested in, but I also wanted to record the things that I'd done when I'd done them, and I did it not this last season or the season before, the one before that, and it was mm. the most productive season mm. I'd had. Mm. Um, or at least it felt like it was, mm. and I just wanted to try try and make a note of what I'd actually produced. Yeah, but the reality is that by the time I've got all the produce in and washed it, the last thing I really want to be doing is weighing, weighing it and writing it in a book. Yeah. yeah. And so, and at the moment, I've not quite got a setup that is conducive to making it easy. I've got plans to put a, a sink into my pantry. In fact, I've even bought the, pant the sink and the tap to go in there. I just haven't got around to getting someone to do it for me or doing it myself, perhaps. But, mm. um, so that's not, unfortunately, going to, you know, it wasn't, unfortunately, I, could, I was able to do it. And once I'd started the year and not done it, there was no, and this is what I come back to my point about resolutions. Once I started it and I failed, yeah. there was no incentive then to try and continue at least for the rest of the year. So I didn't, and that was that. Um, so... I think largely, though, mate, a successful year, right? Oh, looking back, I think I've had quite a successful year. You've done all right, mate. You've made a few changes, haven't you? You've made a few changes, and and for me, it was about trying to come out of the, you know, the, the disappointment of losing that extra space mm. in a positive way. I think way. you've and done I'm really well. Really with that. done well with that. Yeah. And mine, mine's been a bit more life changing. Let's be honest. Yeah. And whether that is something, I'm I'm still over the moon with it, and made the right decision, and all of that. Still nervous and daunted. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But I still feel that it's like an amazing opportunity yeah. and all of those things. Um, there are some little bits that I would I would like to have done, yeah. but I think I'm going to have the chance to do them as part of my new job. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm I always want though to make sure that I'm very lucky to be working in a place where there's some very good facilities and some yeah. very good equipment. Yeah. But I don't ever want that to mean that I wouldn't or couldn't um, draw that down to if I was here. Yeah. You know, if I if I needed to keep chickens here for meat, could I do that? You know, how would I do that? And how would I process? And how would I? And I and I think that I will be able to do those yeah. things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, even though I might be working on a bigger scale for my job, it doesn't mean I'm still not able to have the same issues yeah. at home doing yeah, some things, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I might not have the pressure to grow all my crops in my beds at home, yeah. but it might mean that I can give over one of my beds to herbs and really yeah. have a good go at that yeah. or, or, or you know, trying to get, not have to buy green food for some of the pets in the house yeah. or, or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. what it could be. Yeah. That's what it could be. And for me, I think that the, the big success for me this year was the allotment and... What that's done is enabled me to feel like I'm really on top of that. 
Um, whereas before, I was always chasing my tail. I'd go mm. to the allotment and I'd see, oh, I've got hours and hours worth of work to do to just put just to put this just right. To get right, yeah. And now I feel like I'm gonna I'm going into this year where I'm in a position where I'm in a real position of strength, and I don't need to spend hours up there. Yeah. To get a good result, I need to keep on top of everything, but that yeah. won't take hours and hours in the way that it has done in the past, which maybe frees me up a bit more. Would you say your things. production was good this year? Your net production? It wasn't amazing. Or was that because you were doing, at, at certain times, you were doing um, hard landscaping and, yeah. and putting in... I was doing what you're going to be doing this year, which put, was chasing my tail. Putting in stuff. Yeah, to be in a position to be able to put stuff in. Yeah. Some of which I'd sung, but I had nowhere to put it. Yeah. And I ended up losing some of it because of that. Um, or I was busy putting stuff up when I should have been sewing. Um, and so there's things like that that this year I won't have those those pressures. I won't, mm. There won't be anywhere near that pressure. What I've got to do is to try and get some more poles cut mm. and then get some more net up. For, chainsaw now, don't Well, you? that's exactly right. And where the where I've got those uh, net, I've still got loads of that net. I just need to net the new beds for where I've done the rotation. Um, and I probably won't take the old ones down. I thought at first I would. No. But if I can get poles, it's just so much easier to not. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'll just roll the net up and tie it up for a year yeah, or two or whatever it'll be yeah. and then just make some more cages and in the end the whole thing will be caged done bosh yeah yeah, man. Sounds that's cool. what I'm thinking well doing some poles is something easy to yeah. do isn't it and stuff yeah. like that and actually the best one I've done is the one, I've done one of my cages over four beds covers all four of them it's brilliant that's got to be easier to get into isn't it it's much easier to get into yeah so it's probably the way to go. Mate, got to put a log on a fire now. All right, mate. Well, we're going to take a break anyway, and then we'll come back. I want a bit of sound effect. Oh, we'll do. All right. Might might have a little bit of a crinkle on the fire to get the old old stove open. Mike's opening up the stove, which is even older than he is, I tell you. This is a French side loader, mate. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get a picture, I think. You smell that. How nice is that? Beautiful, isn't it? Nothing like it, mate. That's one of the things I've enjoyed about having the log stove in my house, is that it smells of wood smoke now. Well... It's all about the quality of the logs, mate. Yeah. This is some three-year-old downy birch. Yeah. It's properly dry, isn't it? And it's like a bone. Yeah, and that's been sat out front for two years. It's two years mm. old, actually. And then what I do, just as an aside, is um, it's cold outside. Mm. So I bring it in here for probably yeah. a week. Yeah. And then it gets to that kind of brittle. Yeah. But certainly whenever my chimney sweep talks to me about you know, the problems people have with yeah. flus and flu liners yeah. and all that. He says you won't ever have that if you burn that wood because yeah. it's, it's just so firmly efficient. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's no moisture left in it. Yeah. So it's getting that moisture content. What I'm aiming for. We'll come back in a minute. We'll talk about that. So Absolutely, we'll take, mate. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Oh, we'll let's snooze now. The old flames will lick it up the window. Look. <laughs> And we're back. So, you can hear the crackling of the fire, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so, we said we'd come back and we'd set some, some you can actually hear, You can actually hear my neighbour coming over in his helicopter. <laughs> That's what that is. Is it really? Yeah. You've got a neighbour who comes home in his helicopter. It's a fellow who lives just behind where, we, where yeah. we are now. Yeah. He works. I don't know where he works. Yeah. But there's a public footpath that runs upside his house. He's yeah. got a helicopter. He comes back home from work. An actual helicopter. Actual helicopter. Yeah. Wow. That's some serious, isn't it? That is a way to commute, isn't it? Yeah, I wonder where he works. I hope he works in France or something, because it's a bit much otherwise, isn't it? Well, yeah. London. Imagine he just works in London. Yeah. 
Oh dear, I've left, I've left something at the office, darling. I've yeah, just been yeah. in the apartment. Land on the helipad on yeah. top of the office. Got, uh, how long will you be? Oh, 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Mate, it's worth going just for a decent coffee, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's mad. Absolutely mad. <laughs> so we're going to set some, some objectives for 2022, mate. Yeah, I want a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I think, I think, again, I want to commit to... In about, I imagine it'll be somewhere between 12 and 18 episodes we'll get through this year. Maybe a bit more than that if we can. Yeah. Um, I'll be looking to sit down with you again this time next year and look back at 2022. Tell you what, mate. We're going to see some big change, aren't we? I think we are. Yeah. I am. You, you certainly oh, I think we might all see some I big change. We might as well, mate. Yeah, yeah we'll see. You definitely will. Certainly you will. You, you definitely will. And I think what I'd like to do is come back and revisit these objectives we're going to set ourselves for the year. See how we got on, like we did this. Yeah, time. Right. I, I like I like this way of doing seasons or whatever because that's yeah. what we talk about. Seasonal yeah. changes, mate. Yeah. It's it is, it is. natural rhythms came out. So um, I've got quite a few. If we'd have called it the Natural Rhythm Podcast, do you think we'd have got a different time? If we'd have called it that. <laughs> You think we'd have got a different kind of client base? <laughs> as long as we're not doing a YouTube channel, mate. We'll all right, mate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love I've it. I've got That's natural brilliant. rhythm. That's brilliant. Anyway. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I've got go. quite a few written down, mate. I've got quite a few written down. I've got okay. some of yours and I've got mine, obviously, as well. And I imagine there'll be some crossover. And there might be some we're going to do together as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about compost first, actually. So we're going to straighten with the compost. Because um, yeah. what would be really nice for me is that, obviously, I'm starting from scratch here. And, and that does bear relevance to a lot of people. And even though I might be yeah. doing it on a slightly larger scale at the farm, certainly getting my soil right, I'm going from a ploughed field. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, it's quite good soil. There's yeah. a pasture there. It's had yeah. animals on it. There's yeah. been a level of nutrient going into it. Yeah. But it is a good Sussex clay. Yeah. And I reckon even if I harrowed it and turned it and then rotivated it to death, it's still not quite a, enough nutrient to grow much more than grass. Right. It would. Yeah. It would, given time, because yeah. that is what farming has been for thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. I'm obviously not going to put a load of chemical fertiliser on it to no. get the yield up. No. Um, but what I would like to do over the next, and it probably will be the next few months rather than right. year, yeah. is I would really like to get my compost game up and running. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, it looks like I will have to source the soil that goes into the polytunnel, which is very, you know, I'm building some big polytunnels at yeah. the moment, um, with a mixture of topsoil and cow manure. Yeah. Right? That's what I've got access to. Yeah. The cow manure is not well rotted. It's just cow manure or horse muck yeah. from a stables yeah. and a cow farm. I'm hoping that if the polytunnel is up within the next 10 days, the poly, the poly bit of the polytunnel, yeah. if I rotivate, I've got access to go inside this polytunnel yeah. with, with, yeah. a, with a tractor. Yeah. If I can rotivate it and rotivate it and rotivate it and break it down into very small pieces and well mixed with the topsoil that I've got access to as well, the actual heat of the polytunnel will provide quite a good place for for that to be quite quick. I'm not talking about hot composting, I know that, but I am talking about being in control and being able to have a much higher temperature than outside. Um, And and certainly looking at how um, industrial industrial green composting works, that's how they do it, yeah. you know. And I'm not saying that it's going to be like that, but rather than have to wait a whole year for that to break down, I'm hoping that by rotivating it really, really well. Well, regular turning, turning every couple of days really does speed it up. That's Absolutely. the reality. And that is what I'll be able to do. And I'll be able to control the moisture access in there. 
quite well because obviously it's up to me what goes on there. Yeah. But I know because I did, even though it was probably a lot better well rotted compost, I mixed green waste and well rotted muck mm. and planted straight in it. Yeah. Um, and so I've still got for some of those crops three or four months for that to sit in the polytunnel before yeah. I plant it. Yeah. It might mean that I have to buy a couple of tons of potting compost to actually go from pot to beds. Yeah. And I get that. But, you know, even if I just broke the ground and put spuds in it, they would grow into potatoes. Mm. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. They might not be great yield, mm. but there would be crop there. Mm. You know, they'd still have a few problems with wireworm and yeah. you would get all that on new pasture, don't you? They probably wouldn't grow carrots though. No, probably not. It's too heavy. It's way too heavy. Yeah, yeah, way, yeah. Way too heavy. Even if I rotivated it and rotivated it and rotivated because that's one thing I can do, I've got access to is a tra tractor pull rotivator. Yeah. So I can I can get the tilth quite well. Yeah. But if it's got a lot of clay in it, it doesn't matter how much you rotivate it, really. I've got topsoil coming out of my ears though up and mm. I've got more topsoil than anything else. So right. even a mixture of subsoil clay and topsoil would be yeah, quite good. That would be really good. Really yeah. good. And then just with a good dressing of <clears throat> manure, whether it's well rotted or not. So you're almost, you're almost talking about doing like the no dig. Yeah. Deep mulch on top of what you've already got yeah. to a degree, aren't you? But what I would like to get to, it being a self-sufficient venture, is I'd like to have the livestock there to produce enough brown uh, brown waste, yeah. at least, yeah. um, that I could then get a really good solid composting system going yeah. i don't think i'm going to be able to produce enough yet no but i don't think it would be long before what was coming out of the garden mm. as well as what i could grow yeah for the composting yeah could be going back in to be fair with all the hedging that you're talking about putting in that that in itself will make amazing compost just cutting that and shredding it down will make amazing compost yeah so it's just a question of cutting it and collecting it. That's going to be the problem. It could take ages. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could. Well, you've got machinery to make it easier, I guess. Yeah, well, there are. There is. Okay. Um, and it's not beyond the realms of possibility to actually sow an area yeah. to green compost. All right? You know, could literally grow green compost crop yeah. to then just put on the compost, you know? I could grow oats and straw or barley or whatever yeah. it is, cut it whenever yeah, I want yeah. go, and put yeah. it on. I could yeah. grow a whole field of field beans or yeah. cow beans yeah. and then all of the horns, they can yeah. all go on it. Yeah. You know, I could do it for that reason. Yeah. yeah. So, but learning about doing it on that bigger scale, even for one polytunnel, yeah. you know, the polytunnels we're looking at here are 30 by 90 feet. So 30 feet by 90 feet. Right. So it's 10 by 30 metres. Right. So they're pretty big. And, you know, we'd be working up to three of them before the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, but one of them might have chickens in it, so it could be all turned over, scratched and manured for me. Oh, I might have Strip yeah. graze it, you know, put well, could could them off into certain just areas. did it for this year or for the summer or yep. something, it would make a hell of a difference, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. So well. compost is definitely... Compost is on your but list. But that okay. doesn't mean it has to be someone who's got a whole farm. You no. might be thinking about how could I produce enough compost for my... My, my well, vegetable it's, it's interesting because the conversation we're having is just scaling up my three compost bins. That I've exactly got. right. So it's literally all we're doing. Exactly it right. And and that I want to keep coming back down to this because yeah. I ain't a farmer. No. I work on a farm. Yeah. I certainly haven't done any farming yet. No. Um, you know, and I know farming is yeah. now a multifaceted yeah. job, isn't it? But yeah. it's really important for me that we don't lose that. Yeah. I st I, we're, we're still just two fellas. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
Two, two fellas trying to grow our, grow our, grow our dinner, yeah? Yeah. Um, so my first one I've got on my list is about getting my wood store in order. Yes. And what I'd like to be... is Even I'm quite excited about this. By one. this time next year, what I'd like to be sitting on is a wood store full of timber that I cut and split myself. Yeah. Yeah, so going into next winter, I'd like to be... Self-sufficient in Self-sufficient in timber. So you'd like yeah. to be burning this year's that you've cut. Yeah. But you should also have cut and stacked somewhere. Yeah. My next year's ready. Yeah, that's Maybe what not I need to be trying to do. So, so I need to try and get out with you fairly soon to get some done for this year, so I can get it. Particularly if it's dead standing, you were talking about. There's dead standing, but for this year you can get some. There's definitely some dead standing that you yeah. can have, yeah. but you can also cut and split and stack some right. for next year. Yeah, and I'd like to be able to do that. That's that's what I want to be at. So I'm burning my own wood that I've cut myself. Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's that's my number one, and and that. Yeah, the wood the wood stove's been brilliant. Yeah. So enjoyed having it. It's over winter. It, it slowed me down. Yeah, it really has nice. slowed me down because I am I am a hundred mile an hour. Yeah, everywhere I go. Until you need I a kettle boiling in the background, by the way. Until I stop. You know, until I can't mm. anymore, and then I have to have a rest, and then I start again. And actually, what it's done over Christmas time is it's just slowed me down. Just sit, light the fire, sit by it. Mm. No, it's been lovely. It's a primal, so. primal thing, mate. Isn't it's it, been, lighting a fire. Really has been, yeah. It really has been lovely. And the other thing I want to be able to do is to be able to light a fire properly. Yeah, I did use two matches today, you mate. Did, I felt a bit yeah, guilty. I'm, I'm very disappointed. I felt a bit guilty. Very disappointed. Well, I was expecting big things, mate. After all, say I've heard about your wood burner. And it's going nice now, isn't it? It's going lovely now. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have to put yours on more logs on more quickly? No, I'd say it's about, about the same. About the same. Yeah. So I'll probably start with more logs. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to do the top-down burning yeah, method. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I've got two. Get that out of that book I gave you. It's in I there. I think it's in there. I actually thought I got it off of a YouTube channel. Yeah, actually, I was, yeah. I was, because I was when I first got it, I was struggling to get it burning really well. Yeah. I was like, well, how do I do this so I can get it burning? And then I come across, and you know, I like the efficiency of it. I like the the limiting the carbon footprint of it. I'm not yeah. burning fossil fuel. Yeah. To keep my house warm, I'm burning timber, which yeah. I've, you know, this is barn stored stuff that I've bought. Um, I've used this for this winter. Yeah. Um, and so what I want to try and do is be as eco-friendly with it as I can be. So get, obviously get the emissions down as low as I can, get the heat and efficiency as best as I can. And yeah. this was supposed to be one of the most efficient ways of yeah. doing it. Yeah, definitely. So it's just two nice rounded logs in the bottom. And then yeah. you build your little fire on top of that and then you stack your kindling around that. Yeah. Do the kind of the Jenga kindling. And then that should burn down. And sometimes what I do is I take a, a large piece of kindling or a smallish log and just put that on the top. Mm. And as it all burns down, it burns the fuel at the bottom eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems to be very effective. It's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, I was brought up watching my mum, mate. Yeah. Stuck fire up. And it was always the way I do it. Yeah. So you put your, put your kindling, which might be newspapers. Yeah. I mean, we ask, I, I just collect the cardboard out of Amazon yeah. packages yeah. Yeah. and things, yeah. and that just forms that. Yeah. And then I've got split kindling here, which comes from logs, but I'm not adverse to using pallets, yeah. as long as they're heat-treated ones and yeah. not chemically-treated ones. Yeah. Um, I've got stacks of them, yeah. and they're so easy to buzz up and split. And I know that probably 50, at least 50% of the world's pallets get used ones and burnt anyway. So. Yeah. You know, I pluck that figure out of midair, but that's just based on what I yeah. know from the people who I've got them. So I'm happy to do that. Mm. Yeah, and then I've always done that, and then the logs up on top. So it's mm. just different. Well, that's what I started off doing, and I just couldn't quite get it to 
going up. Yeah. Be happy, you know. Well, it, it takes a long while. To, I've had this yeah. stove for ten years, so yeah. I know how it operates. Don't yeah. I? Whereas yeah. you, you're just learning yours, aren't you? Well, I, I am learning it, and what I'm finding is that it's got a very the airflow through it is really not very much at all. Oh, really? It's really, really like sealed. It's a real sealed unit. Mm. And so I've got a vent, obviously, to open right out, and open it right out and get it going and everything else. Um, but it's not enough airflow to really roar it up, burn mm. it up really fast and hard to get Which it really going. Is, yeah, okay. Um, so I've kind of got a technique now that I'm happy with that works for that. Um, and then we, I just ever the door's ever so slightly open while it's getting going, and you shut the door, lock it down, Boosh. and then it just you see that you can watch the flames die down yeah. and just drop, yeah. and then it starts this kind of gentle rolling burn, which probably is way more efficient. The mine, efficient. mine is definitely not. No. Mine has got holes and yeah. bits of grout missing. Oh, I can see that. the fire cement around the side here and everything. It's well, well, look, there weren't a bit there. Yeah. Oh, I had to repair all that. So yeah. fire cement, mate, that's the top stuff. That yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah, you won't get that with your new angled stove. No, no, no. You have to come and see it sometime. It is, it is nice, though, I have to say. I won't want to touch it. It'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> What's this fancy digital wood burner yeah. thing, Mijik? You are out of fuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, I think one of the problems I'm having is I'm not refueling it quite early enough. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of needing yeah. to get it fueled up a bit quicker. Have you got a good ash bed in it yet? As yeah, well? really good ash yeah, bed. So yeah, so that, that makes a difference. Yeah. I did, yeah. I did have it burn all through the night a little while ago. Just, just kept the embers in all night. That's it, mate. Yeah. Can't do better than that. And that's so, to do with the quality of your logs as well. Yeah, so that, I was really pleased with that. Um, so that's, you know, it's been, it's been going lovely. So anyway, your next one, mate. What you got on here? What have I got on here, my What you got on here? You've written down on here. Or should we do this one first? Off-grid, off-grid water supply. Yeah, something, well, it's not, not just off-grid, but certainly having a good supply of water. We had an episode here in the year where... Our water supply got compromised a little bit by a leak and I found myself in that unenviable position of looking for it. Yeah. Um and I do I did have some put by but not nowhere near enough. So what happened what happens because I had a similar situation here not long before Christmas it was burst main in, in my town and a big chunk of the town had had like there was water supply but it was trickling out of the yeah, town. Yeah and I didn't have that because yeah. I'm at the end of the pipe. So so you, we could like turn the tap on and it would take a few minutes but you could fill a glass. Oh if you no I had to, nothing. Right? right okay. So you could there's no way you were having a wash and you weren't putting in a washing machine or anything like that, right? You could get water. What then happened though was that the co-op I went over for something else, I didn't go for water because I have water, right? Ninety thousand people. Everyone had bought and I'm not not just the water mm. but all the drinks, yeah. all the little bottles of Coke, yeah. everything that you could just drink was, was gone. gone yeah. Right. So what happens here with that? Is it similar? Or I suppose you it don't go been, to the shops. It would have been. Yeah. It would have been exactly similar. Yeah. But um, and I was lucky because we, uh, we were affected before other people because of where our where our the uh, slight dropping pressure affects this house because of where it is. Yeah. So I was aware that I didn't have water, but my neighbours had water just down the bottom of the hill. Right. Isn't that funny. So when I went out, because I had two, I've got some water put by, but I didn't have enough. Happened at a bad time as well, mm. just before bath. Yeah. So, you know, we've flushed the loo, yeah. run some of the bath, Yeah. but now I can't do anything. Yeah. Can't even have a cup of tea now. Yeah. Um, luckily, I had my two things on the stove yeah. filled, like I yeah. always do. Yeah. And I had about, probably about 15 litres, so, so yeah. three, five litre cartons of yeah. drinking water so we'd have been all right for a day we yeah. could have probably managed for a day even five of us yeah 
because obviously I've, I've I've also got access to untreated water. Yeah. So I've got about eight hundred liters mm. of untreated water in rain butts outside. Yeah. yeah. But my dogs would have been all right to drink out yeah. of that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I have got the facility to filter that. Yeah. If I wanted to. Yeah. I've got some of those life systems life straws. Yeah. Which make it perfectly palatable. Yeah. I could have even bought it in and boiled it because I've got the capability. Yeah. But what I was looking for was just that short term yeah. fix. They're all pretty big things to do. Hmm. Um, and so I would like to have a better supply here of water, which is maintained. Hmm. And I used to do that with 25 litre sealable containers hmm. that you could buy. Hmm. But the trouble was, is that after a year, I was having to store them outside. And after a year, even though they were in pretty much the dark, they would start to green up. Yeah. They would start to green up. And I think that that was probably, they were brand new. Mm. So I don't know what that was due to, if I'm honest. Mm. But it must be sunlight. There's nothing in them. So I would like to look at my water storage. Yeah. And I would okay. like to try and be in a position where I find a way. And even if it's in my caravan, wherever it is. I've got a water storage routine. Yeah. So if it's every three months, I empty out. I work out the ratio of chlorinated tablets or bleach to put in. Yeah. So that I can then make sure that there's 25 litres here or, or 50 litres of drinkable, potable water. Mm. That's what I would like to get yeah. to a stage of. Okay. Um, the alternatives are to have a well or dig a borehole. Not yeah. going to happen at the moment. It's not that expensive, but it's not going to happen. Certainly not going to happen up here. No. I've got to dig down further than everyone else wants to live on the top of a hill. Yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was in the fortunate position that the water, when it happened to us, obviously it's you know, relatively unusual where I am, but when it did happen to us, I've got 50 litres or so tucked away in the garage, mm. which, you know, I've, it's been there a while, so I probably would have boiled it or whatever first, but it was there ready to go. Yeah, was that shop ball? Uh, no, it's just tap water that I put right. into, like, you know, like the big water bottle. bottle That's you get what I was that. talking about. Yeah. yeah. So mine, I had, I had really big, yeah. jerry cans. Yeah. But mine had ringed out because it probably because it was in the light. So mine are the uh, the water cooler bottles. Yeah. Uh, and I've repurposed them and put a new new lid on them. Oh, I used to do that. Yeah. And, and they so and they worked all right. That, they're in the garage and they're absolutely fine. Yeah, but mine was outdoors. Yeah. Sitting them on concrete's not a good idea though, did you know that? No. no. The chemicals can leach through the plastic. Oh really? Yeah, it's just standing okay. on a pallet or a bit of wood. Yeah. Oh, I I, it, it's probably not an issue. No. But I have read To be that. honest, I, they need chucking out and starting again anyway. But had I needed to, for example, I wasn't necessarily going to need to drink it because there was enough coming out of the tap to get by. Mm. But had we needed to, we could have done. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, my wife's saying, well, what are we going to do about you know, having the wash in the morning? Like, well, I've got big pans. I've got water in the garage. And I've got a wood burner. And I've got well, I've got the gas on the stove still working. Oh, right, that's all right. So we're going to be all right. We can still have our water. Yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what we're what we're after, isn't it? Yeah. But mine, mine, I certainly had that feeling of, you know, it's all right because I, you know, I actually went and chatted to the guys. Yeah. I said, look, you know, it was a bank holiday Friday, mm. so I was a little bit. Mm, I wonder yeah. how it was New Year's Eve actually. All right, yeah. It was like, well, you know, maybe 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 the guys don't come out to work on it yeah. tonight or tomorrow because yeah. then yeah. tomorrow's a Sunday. Do you yeah. remember? Yeah. I think it was a Sunday or a Saturday. Saturday night was the New Year's. It was New Year's. I think. No, yeah. Friday night was New Year's Eve. Yeah, so then it was Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Bank Holiday, Monday. Yeah. And I thought, well, yeah. 
if it was three yeah. days yeah and, and no one here has got any water yeah. there, there would be a panic buy yeah and there, and there isn't anywhere yeah. apart from driving 20 miles where there's water on yeah well, and of course that, rain, wouldn't you? but i wouldn't come down as far as you no i would meet you halfway or something so well, i'd go way. into efield well it was yeah, literally yeah. just this yeah. area <laughs> um but but you know having even having the the receptacles to fill and carry water mm -hmm. Just get just I just felt that I'd lapsed on that a little bit. Yeah. And so I just want to up my knowledge of water storage and get into a good rotor and system yeah. of having and let's just say it's fifty litres. Mm. Fifty litres. That's what I'd like. Gallon per person per day, is it? Or five it's a gallon per person per day, but that's everything. Yeah. That's all you're washing, you're cooking yeah. and you're eating. But yeah. you can so Get one of those big drums is is my family per day. So I've got two days worth in there and so <coughs> on the side. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's cool. All right, moving along then. So I've got on here, in fact, let's go to this one because it's kind of follows on. My water's stored in the garage and it's the garage I want to get sorted mm. out. My garage has been various things over the years mm. and currently it's just one big storage space for a load of junk, some of which we use and some of which we don't. Um, it's at the moment being filled rather than emptied because we're in a position of having to clear my father-in-law's house. He, he passed away a little bit before Christmas. Um, and so obviously we're looking to clear the house out and mm. um, sell it ultimately. Um, and what that means is bringing things from his house that yeah. need sorting through, some of which have meaning to my wife and everything, um, some of which you know we just don't want to chuck away, but where are you going to put them? Yeah. So for the moment, it's being filled up. But by the end of this year, I'd like to be in a position where I'm starting, at least, if I haven't already completed it, to turn that into what it's going to become, which I'm still not quite sure what that looks like yet. Mm. Um, but certainly it's going to have some element of some tool storage, maybe, yeah, some, like maybe some... Need a workbench, man. Maybe a workbench. I'll make one. Definitely some, like, fixing storage. And I've managed to... One of the things that's come out of clearing houses picked up a lovely big cabinet metal cabinet with the trays that slide out yeah. the, you know the thin ones that slide out yeah. uh, and that's already half full with screws stuff, and bolts screws and, and oh I like it mate. yeah I knew like that so yeah. I picked that up the old, the old hardware store yeah. Alan's hardware store yeah so that's gone straight in there and that is something I want to try and get sorted out of, over this definitely year definitely need a workbench for that yeah. definitely and if I could get the little log burner I've got for it set up in there mm. that would be the icing yeah, on the nice. cake I always thought it was going to be kind of a homestead kitchen kind of affair with mm -hmm. a, I don't know what I was really thinking, maybe a table and chairs and a, and a sofa. I don't know why. Something about it in my head. Um, I certainly would like somewhere like this that we could sit out there and do this. Yeah. You know, like you could come over and yeah. sit out there and light the fire out there and yeah, the sofa. And, you know, that sort of thing. Um, as part of it. But then there's obviously mixing that with the potential for making sawdust and things, which is not... I'm not sure. No, and would you when you say a homesteading kitchen, you've got a good kitchen, haven't you? I've got a good kitchen. Yeah. It's pretty big and all, isn't it? Yeah, you can't have more too many kitchens though, mate. No, I understand that you can't <laughs> have too many kitchens, but you've got a good kitchen, yeah. which which you'll end up going back to get things out of it all the yeah, time. Yeah, that is true. That is true. If it was a veg prep dirty area, yeah, you know, so you're not dragging all the mud in your house. That's what the kit, the, the sink for the pantry is going to do. That's yeah, the job. So, that's that's, so you've got that. So you're going to have three yeah. kitchens in. Is that what you're saying? Like I said, you can't have too many Definitely kitchens. Definitely don't make that a homesteading kitchen. I'm going to do an outdoor area. kitchen as well. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, no I'm all right with that. Yeah. 
Right with that. Yeah. Well, I know what I'd be doing with that space. With that shack. You turn it into work, work from here. I would have a shop in there. But it doesn't need to be a like a shed. Yeah. It could be a really nice production area. Yeah. Where you get the business done, mate. Get the mm. business done. Whether you're dealing with tool rest, you know, tool restoration or fixing stuff or kids' toys that are busted up and all of that stuff. Stuff mm. to take care of your property. Yeah. Make raised beds in it and put them in the car and take them up to mm. what have you. You know, that's what I would be doing mm. if that's things that you think you would do. It's a big space, isn't it? Single it's garage. It's a really big space. It's never been used for the car. It's never likely to be used for the no, car. You've got driveway garage. outside of it. So you could also utilise it as um, some storage for some things, though, couldn't you? Definitely. I, I need I need some jar storage yeah. and some B B equipment storage. Oh, there you go then. Yeah. And then obviously there. I need some storage for the tools. One of the things I found is I, the little shed I built from the side of the house is it's too full. And so I can't, it's got it's got untidy and it's therefore difficult to use, right? And so I need to clear Have some garden tools in there. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Garden tools, maybe decorating things because they don't get used yeah, very often. They're like yeah, occasional yeah. use, yeah, like, yeah. you know, paints for the kitchen for touching up and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, that's Brushes and things. That could stay in there. Need to, need to get your tool shop in there. Maybe. Yeah, well, you, might, you, might be, you might be onto something there. I need to think about it because I'm not sure how much I'd use it and then it becomes a waste of time and money and space, so got to figure out quite how it's going to work I don't, I don't see me spending hours out there doing woodworking I just don't no I understand that I understand that no. so but there's definitely a definitely a role for for storage and for somewhere to make beehives there's a decent workbench space there's definitely a space for that perhaps with a vice oh definitely you know definitely with some hand hand power tools if not yeah. like fixed power tools like you've got well um, definitely having you know, a place where your power tools are and that your charging ports are and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But the other side of it is, and you know, just breaking pallets down and having somewhere for them to go yeah. or, or yeah. you know, whatever it's going to be, mm. I would have that in there. Yeah. Where'd you store your chicken feed and all that? Chicken feed's stored in the chicken house. Yeah. A big, big bin in there which is stored in. I've got two big bins in there actually. Yeah. One for being used now. I mean, you so. could have logs in there. Yeah. Yeah. You could have I've only built a little log shed so far. You could have logs in there yeah. which were dry, yeah. and then they will be really dry. Yeah. You could have that on the but go. It's really hot in the summer. You could have that in your go. Yeah. You could have. Um, you you know I think I think you'd be more in the line of running a business out of it now than you though. You'd have your you'd have your honey processing place in there and all. Well, that. I did wonder about having some um, stainless steel in it out. To be honest with you, yeah. doing as a kitchen. Like proper commercial kitchen setup. Yeah, you could do that. Which is an option. It certainly is. So I've got, I've got to just get my head around what it's going to get used for. What's realistically going to be yeah. used for? What do you want it for? What do you do as well? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. the other side of it. Because I think I'm more likely to cook than I am to woodwork. That's the reality. Yeah. Um, and it might be that in my future there is more cooking Dairy, rather mate. than less. Well, yeah, yeah. Genuinely, there might be. Um, cheese, cheeser, the cheesery. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It needs to be really clean for that, though. Like, so what? Absolutely sparkling. Yeah, but cheesery. So anyway, so I want to just figure out what that's going to be and start getting towards moving towards that because it's been I've been meaning to do that for about three years now. Mm. As part of the extension, it's one of the things I was most excited about doing that. The last thing I was going mm. to do was the garage. It just never happened, and no. I want to get on. Be nice it. that, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's be my little my little man cave, if you like, because 
I need some space to get away from. <laughs> bit, bit of head space, but anyway. Um, so that's that one. So you've got down here butchery, mate. Yeah, and I've when I my first Saturday job was in butchers, and I've always liked it. Yeah, but I would really like to get quite good at it. Yeah, um, I've got no problem in dressing a chicken or dressing a rabbit. Yeah, but you know, I'd like and I can deal with a, rab, a deer carcass. Not yeah. a problem. But I would like to really know how to do it. Yeah. Um, so that as things go forward and making bacon, so not only butchery but a bit of charcuterie in there. Yeah. Really like to learn some skills there. So I've got yeah. there's a chap who's going to come and a gamekeeper and someone yeah. who, who runs a you know um, you know a herd of fallow deer which they then process. Yeah. So he, he's he's going to show me that. Yeah. <coughs> but I would really like that to be something that I could develop some skills at because I've always loved it. Mm. Always loved working with meat, which butchery and yeah. And I don't think everyone does. Mm. I think it's something that you... Some people like it, don't they? Some people don't mind it. Some people like it. But being able to turn something from animal into meat is a different thing. Yeah. And I would really like to be proficient at it and get good at it. So are we talking specifically with the venison or are we talking maybe with other farm I'd like animals to, I, would, well? I would like... I would like I, I, I'm quite proficient at pheasant yeah. processing. Yeah. I'm quite proficient at chicken processing. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of plucking, yeah. but I think that will come yeah. with, a, with a machine. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I'd like to get really. I'd like to be. I'd like to know how to break down a pig. That's okay. what I'd like to know. Yeah. How to break down and process a pig into yeah. like right through to sausages yeah. and bacon. Yeah. So smoking and then making yeah. bacon. Nice. So I'd like to learn how to do that, and I would like to learn how to break down venison really well. Yeah. Steaks, roasting joints. Because I can do it, mm. but it's a bit agricultural. Yeah. Got some good steaks at home. <laughs> nice. Okay. So that's what I'd like to learn. All right. Lovely. So that's butchery. Which is funny because my, my my relations were pork butchers. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah. But yeah, venison and so a bit of game and a little bit of pork butchery. Yeah. That's what I'd like to learn. Nice. Okay, so I've got down here cheese mm. again. What are you going to do there? You're Mr. Cheese, aren't you? Mr. <sighs> Do you know, I, I've spoken about this before, so I don't want to cover too much old ground, but um, I've so enjoyed making the soft cheese. You want to up your skills now, don't you? Product, and, and I just want to, I would like to be in a position where I can make more than one type of cheese. Mm. So I want to be able to make the soft cheese. And the soft cheese to me is almost two different products. There's kind of the the less well hung and the more well hung. Which the, and the, the, the longer you hang the cheese, the more moisture comes out of it. The, the creamier... And the more solid it becomes, yeah. Whereas when you start out, it's kind of almost like a soft cream cheese, like yeah, a, yeah. And so they're almost two different things. Yeah, and you can you know, I could make one or the other depending on what I want to do, right? But I'd like to make a whole cheese. Yeah, that would be the I really would top like banana, to, wouldn't it? Yeah, so I would like to be able to make something that's in some you know semblance cheddar-like cheese that's kind of an all-rounder. I'd quite like to be able to make a feta, oh, yes. or something like a feta, you know, an equivalent. Um, so I wanted to have a play around with that this year. I want to see, I don't know what even goes into making a feta. I've got an idea about the hard cheese now that might be sort of a bit of a palaver. Um, but I think it'd be worthwhile. But I'd like to be in a position almost where by next Christmas, instead of selling a soft cheese, I could sell a cheese board. Yeah. And I might even come to somebody that I know that knows about making boards and makes yeah, boards. Yeah, I mean, like, can you imagine hand-produced, hand-carved board 
with three little artisan cheeses on it. Well on that, mate. And a little jar of chutney and maybe a jar of crackers. I mean, what could you sell that for? Do you know what I mean? So Dollar. turning that into a little, you know, little a little income stream perhaps. Uh, but certainly for me to produce cheese for my own consumption at home, mm. be well up for that. Um, so that's that one. I'm well up for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, well you better be well up for getting the goats, and then I'll trade you some milk and some cheese, man. Yeah, that'll be the next work, thing, wouldn't it? Um, maybe, maybe some goat butchery as well, then, eh? <laughs> well, perhaps you're gonna need to learn that by the sound of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't carry all the way, mate. Um, so you put on here, and this is I mean, this is bonkers, right? What? So you've written. Self-sufficiency. Yeah. <laughs> this is your last target. I think it's probably enough to cover yeah. all of them. I think. But... I think that, that this is very. This is quite big, but this is to do with a big life change. What I would like to do, and this is what I've been given the opportunity to do, yeah. is to be self-sufficient in fruit and vegetables. Yeah. That, that there's no reason now, apart from my own laziness, that that could yeah. not happen. Yeah. But there are some external factors. Mm. So there are some fruits and vegetables. Not many vegetables, but there are some fruit and vegetables which I cannot grow yeah. enough of, yeah. or I can't grow in because this of, in this climate. Yeah. And I've either got to forego those now yeah. um, and eat seasonally and location-based yeah. fruit and veg, which I'm actually quite in. You know, I know Carl did it for a while, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to struggle with some fruits and vegetables that I really like. So yeah. I really, really like bananas. Yeah, and I really like oranges and lemons. Yeah. And even though I can get around that. To a certain extent, yeah. you know, I need 50 lemons. Yeah. It's quite hard to get 50 lemons without yeah. quite a lot of care and heat and diligence. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I think it would be good for me to see how close I could get to that. Not right away, because yeah. I haven't got anything yet. Yeah. I haven't even got any soil yet. No, no, no. And that might be something that then carries through. I think that given the scale of space and opportunity that I've got, it would be remiss if by August I was not self-sufficient in vegetables. I'll be, be coming at you, mate. It would be, <laughs> like, be pretty bad, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be really bad. Right? Yeah. And even though they might not, some of the top fruit especially, yeah. but some of the bush fruit takes a few years to become really well established. Yeah. But there should be a level of, there should be a level of, preparation for the next year mm. you know there should be enough raspberries and strawberries and black currants and blueberries mm. planted at least you know in enough quantity so that going forward soft fruit is 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 there ready yeah. to go yeah and a court you know a, a cordon of or you know um, dwarf root stocked top fruit enough should be there of plums and apples, and then it comes down pears. to storage games. On how good your storage game can you keep them going for yeah. chunks of the year so you've got access yeah. to those fruits? Absolutely, and they won't all be fresh. No, you know, it's no. quite hard to eat an apple in April. Yeah, it's quite hard to eat yeah. a fresh apple in April yeah. if you're if you're growing your own. Yeah. yeah, that's the reality of it, you know. Yeah, um, not long to the rhubarb if I forced it, no, but no. but but it, yeah, that's the reality of it. I know that my children are not ready to forego eating fresh fruit and vegetables all year. No. But I would like to be exploring seasonal eating. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be in a place where if I'm not looking at it, I'm looking at it next for the yeah. next year. Yeah. You know? And 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 that's why I don't think it's too big a claim to try to accomplish. And I'm just talking about fruit and vegetables, I'm not talking about the meat yet or the eggs mm-hmm. or anything like that. 
that is the A game. So can I be disciplined and organised enough to have successional sowings of lettuce so that I haven't got 50 one week and none the next week? Mm -hmm. Can I be disciplined and organised enough to have not just one type of pea? You know, I've got my earlies and then I've got my main crop and then I've got my storage crop mm -hmm. and potatoes and carrots and then have some seasonal brassicas which are looked after well enough so they're not oh you know they're a bit ropey they're a bit holy and they get a bit battered so it that's about challenging myself to do my job well basically yeah yeah but before before because i had the opportunity to say well i didn't have time to do that and blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, 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 excuses, didn't you? it was always easier to say well you know it weren't a great season for this or yeah. it weren't a great that I don't really think there's much... I couldn't ask for any more than what I've got yeah. to grow fruit and vegetables. Yeah. I can't... What, no. could, what excuses have I got? You're nothing to hide behind now, have you? I haven't, no. I've got enough rope to hang myself. I think yeah. that's what they say, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you have, mate. I think you have. So, and I'm really excited about that. Really excited about mm. learning about it and having the time to do it. Yeah. Having the time to, to spend... I need to get my asparagus sorted. I can do that for a day. Yeah. You know, and really do it properly yeah. and well. Yeah. So that's, and I'm, and I don't know how to do a lot of these things. I know how to run a, a bit of an allotment and yeah. how to grow vegetables at home, yeah. but it's different when you're thinking, right, this is not just so I can have three or four weeks of sweet corn. This yeah. is so that I could have sweet corn and then freeze some sweet corn and maybe dry some sweet corn so that I've got it and maybe grow some sweet corn to feed my cows or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about that level. Yeah. So that's 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 why that's why I don't think it's too big a claim to try and yeah. to try and reach. I can't see why I can't see why would I not be? Yeah. Well, no, certainly not for vegetables. Anyway, I think fruits a bit fruits a longer game that you've got to play. Within three years, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Whereas with the vegetables, you could do it certainly by September. Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. By September, for September, but I won't have. I don't think I'll have everything ready going all the way through. I won't. I won't have enough. Oh, I'll, I'll have enough by September then to yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going to need to build me a commercial kitchen. I'll come and help you with the canning and that. Yeah, it depends on how we do it. Year. It depends on how we do it. I would like to have enough seasonal vegetables in the ground. Yeah. That I could still eat. That I could eat fresh all year. Yeah, yeah. But but this time of year, you've kind of got greens or greens. You got greens. Yeah, or leeks. Or leeks. It's yeah. still green. It's still green. But I could have a clamp. I yeah. could have some storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have carrots. Yeah. Should still be eating potatoes. Yeah. Without yeah. shadow of a doubt. Yeah. You know, I sh you know, I know that the brassicas are for storage are good, but yeah. but broccoli. Yeah. Some uh, winter squashes I should still be eating yeah. now yeah. easily. Yeah. My own garlic should be eating now. Stores yeah. should not. Yeah. Parsnips yeah. obviously still in the ground. There, there, there is things that you could be still eating. A lot of work to be done there, mate. Turnips, sweets, beetroot and carrots. Yeah. Like, you know, if they're not clamped or if they're not in sand, not that I'll be doing that, but yeah. I'll be interested to see what you can store in the ground in the polytunnel as well. Well, I ate, we had friends around for dinner Sunday before last and I had a turkey in the freezer from Christmas. So I got that and cooked that, mm. and roast turkey. And I had cabbage from the allotment Romanesco, purple sprouting. I had some carrots with a bucket in the garden. The right, garlic yeah. and the onion that went in the yeah. trivet went underneath the so turkey. Your carrots were from a bucket in the garden yeah. in January. Yeah. 
I can't see why my character can't be in a polytunnel. Huh. The only thing that would happen Logically, maybe. No, is that they might start to grow. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I've yeah. but but looking at you know the Charles Dowding book that I've got sitting behind on that shelf mm. and what he talks about winter growing, mm. you know, I don't think there's anything there I can't do. No. Okay, uh, the carrot should be easy really. The biennial biennial crops are designed to, to be dormant over winter. They are. So no reason why you couldn't just almost grow them just in the ground then, because yeah. my bucket was just in the garden. Yeah, and so well, anywhere special. Channel, it's yeah. got to be a bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's doable. Yeah. I've certainly eaten beetroot and carrots pulled from the garden in February. Yeah, and they yeah. were all right. Yeah, it's the it's the carrot fly that's the issue. Yeah, shouldn't get carrot fly in a polytunnel. If your doors are shut, mate. Shouldn't should you? No. Mesh doors as well. Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't get it. Well, I look forward to seeing that one. I should be watching it closely, see how that goes, because I'm interested to see if it can be done. Um, so we move on then. I've got one more that's kind of me, and then there's a couple that I've got that are kind of both of us. Got it, mate. We'll be together. So the me one is my cosmetics. Um, the, the cosmetics are made for Christmas. I made, mm. I made a body butter, I made some lip balms, and I made some bath bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've already had offers to buy some of those things off me. Nice. Um, so what I'm thinking is that what I'd like to be by the end of this year or at some point this year is to have some of those things out on my little table outside my yep. door. Yeah, cool, mate. Keep going. And just to see if there's any any uptake on it. Um, I've already been asked by someone that I know to make some bath bombs for a hen party that they're going to. I think gifts for the for people on the hen party. Um, so I can do those. That's 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 gonna be fun. Be nice Very nice. Um, but actually, it's the jars of hand creams and things that I want to try and push. Get that's that down. The, again, that's where the money is. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not looking to make a huge income off of this. But if I could get a few quid here and there to pay for my side of it, so that mm. when I make it for me and my family, it's free. Yeah, that's what's. Then that's kind of the one. And it's the skills. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, again, up the scaling. You know, yeah, I can make half a dozen jars, but can I make twenty five jars? Mm. And then can I sell them? Uh, yeah, how's that look? And then, see where it goes. You know, it's not not looking to do anything too clever with it, but people have been really very complimentary about the stuff that I've made, whether they're mm. just being nice or not, mm. I don't know. But um, yeah, better grow you a row of lavender, and all. I think uh, more than one row of lavender. Yeah, calendula. Yeah, yeah, calendula is a good one as well. Thinking of um, doing cut flowers as well. Oh yeah, yeah, or flowers. Yeah, yeah, flowers for cutting. Yeah. Um, so that's my last one and then I've got I've, well actually I've got one that's kind of a big one that may or may not happen mm. but I want to put it out there that I want to look into getting some solar for yeah, the house yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and what I'd like to have is a, an off-grid enabled on-grid solar system yeah. so that it's big enough that we could run we might have to make some modifications about how we do things but if we needed to be off-grid we could be so that if the grid goes down we're alright we're not going to worry about the freezers so that means a, a solar around the roof it means a battery in the house somewhere with an inverter. Yeah, I don't know anything about um, it. I don't know lots about it, but I've just done a little bit of basic research. Yeah, I mean, I've got, and you put me onto them ages ago, I've got those ones that you used to put in your tent, which come oh, with a little bulb. It's a bulb yeah. with a wire that runs Amazing, to a small yeah. solar panel. And the solar panel is probably four inches by six inches. Yeah. And it sits outside the shed. Yeah. And then it just charges up the, the bulb which you then unplug if you want and use like a torch, yeah. but you can hang it anywhere. Yeah. Right? Amazing, isn't it? And I use those, and they've only got two chargeable AA batteries in or a 9-volt yeah. or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, And they last for about five years, I'd say. Yeah. 
Mine's up permanently. Right, okay. Right? Yeah. So if I have a power cut, I can still go to my shed and turn yeah. the light on. Yeah. And I've got three hanging up. Yeah. And I think they're about five quid. They're not expensive, are they? No. And they're really good. I really like them. And they, you know... They're really bright as well, aren't they? We're not messing they around. Are, they are bright enough. They're bright yeah. enough to do anything you need to in do. In a small space, they're really bright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if I had a power cut, I'd bring them in the house. Yeah. And, then I would, yeah. and then I would just hang the solar things out the window. Yeah. Or whatever. And I really like those. And you that's know, much used... smaller. I know that. It's a much yeah. smaller capacity. And it's only doing my shed, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, it would mean that, it, you know... If there was a pack, I needed to go and get some tools out to come and fix something. Mm. I can do it. Still seeing me. Yeah. No, they're absolutely brilliant. So I'm looking at can we get, you know, what's it going to cost, first of all, obviously? But with the way things are going, it's going to pay for itself in yeah. relatively short order, really. Yeah. Particularly if we could have a big enough system that we then didn't use any power from the grid. Yeah. Don't know if that's realistic or not at this point. Um, given the, 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 you know, the shape and the, the direction of aim of our roof, whether that's realistic. Whether I can put panels on the shed on the garage roof, because that is, I mean, that sat in full sun all day long. Big old ones on the floor, mate. That is on a big base that turns and faces the sun. Yeah. You've seen one then? My yeah. neighbour's got one. Yeah, it looks like a massive satellite dish. Yeah, and it just follows the sun around yeah. all day yeah. like that. That's serious. Well, my, because my my garage is sat slightly for, slightly in front of the house. Mm. It's literally sat in the sun all day. Yeah, it's when the sun's out. So it would just generate so much power. So whether I can do them on there or not, whether I need planning permission for that, I've no idea. So you're going to explore and 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 look at the availability. I'd like to look into it. Obviously, it's a that's a big financial outlay, so it's not my decision alone to make. That's a, no. a family decision to be made. But I think it's one that I think times sense. come that yeah, it, it needs sense. to be done really, and it just make it. Yeah, it makes so much Great. sense. There's so many levels. Want to look um, into grants, mate? There's none at the moment. There's all these companies saying there are and they're just fishing for your details, so don't fall for that trap. Um, go on the .gov website and find out mm. if you're looking for those sorts of things, be my advice. Um, so that's those, that's all my, my ones. And then the last two are, are kind of repeats of last year, but they're not. And they're ones that we'll probably end up doing together, which mm. is the bees, which you've kind of mentioned already. I would like to be in a position, like I said this time last year, of all of our equipment being full. Yeah, race some queens. But I want to race some queens. Yeah. So that's the big skill yeah, one I have this year. Uh, and that will help to make that happen. So race some queens, use that to make splits mm. to fill those those boxes up, um, and then to try and get those through the winter. And whether we sell nukes this time next year or not, I don't know. Well, having a proper wood shop does make a lot of difference. <laughs> she was in there today. Yeah. You know, thickness of planers going in, the table saws coming next week. There's a yeah. proper bench in there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that that's beyond our capability. Yeah. And I would go one further than that. Yeah. And I would say I think it would be nice if we could put out that we've got five six frame nucleuses to yeah. sell yeah not just for us yeah to sell that'd be a that's okay. an aim so then what we need then is all of our existing equipment which is about 16 to 18 hives somewhere in that region full of bees mm. and some nucleus boxes, nucleus boxes made up. also full of bees and some nukes made up so we're actually looking at doubling our bee population yeah or two or three just to sell some yeah Okay. It'd be nice to have some colonies to sell, wouldn't it? It'd be lovely to have some colonies to sell. Yeah. That's yeah. where the money's at. We don't need any more honey at this point. Bees not honey. Establish that. Bees not honey. Yeah. So that that's the one, and then the other one is the fishing, and really when I say fishing, what I'm talking about is the is the mackerel. Right. Okay. And I wanna I wanna go out and I wanna, as much as I'd like to try at some point doing the other fish. At this point in time, I've got the hang of how you do the mackerel. Yeah. And I'd like to get some mackerel in the freezer so that through next 
autumn and winter. Yeah. I could be eating mackerel from the freezer, maybe once every couple of weeks. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one good trip out of it. Yeah. So you'll have to be on mackerel watch. Yeah. You yeah. need to. You need to talk to some old salts down yeah, the beach, yeah, mate. Yeah. See if they'll give you a buzz when they know that the wind and the, the seaweed is at a certain <coughs> viscosity or something, yeah, and the clouds is, and the yeah. gulls are reached a certain level of you know high above the waves yeah. and i don't know there's all those well, little old fishermen's tales mate or we can just go and speak to my brother-in-law yeah get in his boat and, and, go and just go up and down sea for bay till we find him well i'm more than happy to go <laughs> mackerel in, in a boat because yeah. it's way easier just drag a line behind then yeah you don't need to drag it no you get in the boat yeah Go to where the fish are. Yeah. You stop. Yeah. You just don't even cast, mate. No. Just dangle the rod over the outside, oh, really? jiggle yeah. it up and down. Yeah. And pull them in. Well, that's how you do it. Maybe that's what we need to do. I'm well happy to do that. Yeah. Well happy to do that oh, for a day. Well, I'll tap my brother-in-law up for that because yeah. I think he'd be up for that. Does he like mackerel? I've no idea, but probably he likes food. There you go. Then. So it's very likely that he likes mackerel. So a day, a day sea fishing on a boat. If I haven't been out boating fishing for ages, yeah. good fun. I'm thinking about maybe investing in a boat. No, a kayak, <laughs> sea kayak. All right, okay. Sit on top, like fishing, sit on top yeah. one. I'm thinking. Casting ain't that bad, Al. No, no, no. Kayak out, drop your line, and then come back to was, the shore. I was out there one night. I think it might have been the night when I went out after we. Yeah. I, I went the night after we went, didn't I? And I went out and cast out, and then went oh, free mackerel. Thank you very much. And then cast out for another twenty minutes, and then went oh, I'm not getting yeah. going home now. I got free. It's all yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and I think that same evening, some fella came down with his like sit on top kayak. Yeah. yeah. Rolled down the beach with it. Went out for a little paddle. I thought that looks lovely. Yeah. Even if you just didn't catch, even didn't catch. Oh it, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Just, And the sea was like a mill pond yeah, again. That, it was like, just like. Got to have it when it's still like that. I wouldn't yeah. mind kayaking was like that, mate. Yeah. Ooh, I've had some sketchy moments in the sea kayak though. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sketchy moments in a sea kayak. Yeah, and I'm not talking about plain air painting now. No, no, no. Getting sucked into New Haven Harbour beyond a ferry and all no sorts of No natural rhythms there, mate. There was a natural rhythm with <laughs> a wave, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I think that's about it, boss. That is it. That's us done. So there's our little targets for the year. And what we would like to hear, obviously, is any that you've set for yourself. Yeah. What is it you guys are going to be up to? You know, we'll get a little thing on the old um, on the Facebook group. So get on there and have a look at that. Um, and we will look out for other people sharing their objectives and targets and hopes and dreams for 2022. Yeah. What is it you're hoping to be achieving? Um, one, one, now and the end one, of the year? one target for everyone should be to introduce a new member to the podcast. Okay, I like that. And to get them to sign up onto the Facebook. That would be nice, wouldn't so it? So everybody brings one person. One new person to come and listen to the podcast. That would be amazing. We'd I love think, that. I think we should put out there as well Yeah. to grow at least one thing you can eat. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll add try, at least I'll try that. Add at least one new skill. Yeah, to your repertoire. Yeah, okay, that'd be nice. Yeah, and and think about trying to solve those problems that you might have if you need to be self sufficient and you're not, and adding that one more thing in that with regard. So whether it be storage of dry products in the house, yeah. storage of water, yeah, wherever it might be, try and solve that problem for yourself. So you're not looking at looking for it. You're looking at it. Sounds good to me, mate. Right, so we're going to call it a night there. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. That was the last of the <gasps> Urban Homestead in UK da, podcast. Da, da. There will no more be Urban Homestead UK podcast being released. We'll be returning uh, as the Homestead in UK podcast, you said earlier, uh, sometime in February. We'll have to get a new guitar jingle for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> proper rock one now, same. No. Nah, no, nah, just a bit of a like you normally do, oh, mate. Come on. Right. 
We'll practice one up. Yeah, all right, nice. Okay, well, thanks ever so much, everybody, for listening to the Urban Hampson UK, UK podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the last 31 episodes. Uh, yes. And that you'll come back and listen to the next 31 of, uh, of the new podcast as it released. As we said, it won't be a huge change from what we've been doing. In fact, it'll almost be exactly the same just for the new name. Um, but we felt that, that was necessary. So we will speak to you in a few weeks' time. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Bye.